Hey, Matt and Janelle here with Sean Harris. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. How are you? We're good. We're good, man. So uh, we wanted to have you on tonight because we wanted to share with the community some of the cool things that Yuba City's been doing lately. And we figured who better to ask the questions than somebody who's uh, sitting on council. Yeah, you bet. Be happy awesome. to. So uh, this year was the second year that we got to go on the uh, bus tour with the mayor. Yes. And it was really cool because there was everybody was there. It was like cool and the gang was there at different spots throughout town. Yeah, it was it was really it was a really good thing. Um, we started doing that uh, a couple years back and to have and this is the first year we've had um, multiple days and then multiple sessions on multiple days. And so um, so the the. Uh, um, uh, interest has been very good. We're very pleased with that. It's too bad we couldn't have more room for more people. We'll have to figure out some other way to another way to do it, or maybe even have more sessions later. But it was it was very good. In fact, we came up uh, thought, thought of an idea maybe we, for as far as recruiting uh, new employees, maybe doing the same thing, kind of a tour of the city um, oriented towards folks who might not be from the area to let them know the special thing we have going on here in Yuba City uh, to try to generate some interest in people uh, coming to work here. Yeah, so we really might, we might be able to do that too, you know. Yeah, Yuba City is really unique in the fact that it's yeah. it's such a small town, but it's a big city at the same time. I mean, yeah. yeah. So and I, we're close to, close to so much. We have proximity to a lot of other amenities too, beyond, beyond our city limits, but, um, as far as work a day, living day to day, this is a great place to be. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I, Matt brought me here about eleven years ago now from uh, South Natomas. Oh, that was horrible down there. My uh, my baby shower was interrupted with a police raid on the neighbors. Oh, yeah, it's always pleasant. Yeah, yeah, and so. Uh, moving to Yuba City, it was it was a kind of a culture shock for me because, you know, where we were living, I would call him because I work nights and I would call him when I got to our to our apartment and he would have to come meet me at my car and walk me to our apartment. Well, just for, just for yeah, safety. Uh, yeah. We ended up buying ourselves out of our lease like a month early to get out of that area and to come home because yeah. Yuba City is the best. And then coming to Yuba City and we're just, you know, walking around, we're walking through the store and these people are just looking at me and smiling and maybe even nodding, maybe a little wave. And I, I didn't know what was happening. I wasn't yeah. used to that. It's interesting being a, a law enforcement background where um, people wave at you with all five fingers, you know, <laughs> oh, nice for the most part. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even warn her about the chickens. Like I didn't think it was a weird thing because I grew up here. So I, like, when you're here a long time, you don't notice that we have a plethora of chickens. But she yeah. got here and she was like, this is weird, man. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So don't I grew up in it. the mountains and then in the city. So I grew up with like bears and mountain lions being an issue. And then in the city. And so when we came here, our very first night here, we just finished unpacking. We got the baby to bed. We're sitting out on the front porch, just kind of calming down. And I hear a rooster. I, I mean, I'd seen chickens. It's not like I'd never seen a chicken, but I thought they only did that at sunrise, like they do in the cartoons. Yeah, they uh, apparently. See, I did too. And but, <laughs> oh, see, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, 
and I think that's one of the reasons why you're not allowed to have roosters in the city limits wakes people up, you know, but they will do it. I I have found, I had a couple stray ones uh, across the street from me is actually County. Mm -hmm. And so um, they have roosters, but a couple of them got out during a storm, the fence blew down. And I had a couple of them out here in my front yard and they uh, middle of the day, they would come home. I would come home and I'd have three roosters or three chickens walking at me with a purpose, you know, (laughs) and I feed them. And then when, when I didn't, or maybe sometimes maybe I did, um, they, they would do the cock-a-doodle-doo thing. And uh, it was interesting, but yeah, I can understand why people have challenges with them for sure. Cause they, they, they like to leave evidence of their presence and it can be kind of annoying sometimes, but I think it's quite pretty unique to our city. You know, Fair Oaks apparently has a good population of feral chickens as well. Oh, I didn't know that. No. We had it uh, for a while there. There was one particular chicken that we could pick out at the Winco parking lot. And my daughters at the time were, I don't know, five and eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. And Moana had just come out with that little hey, hey chicken. And so we had to find hey, hey before we could go grocery <laughs> shopping. Like we couldn't go inside until we found it. Yeah. And, and that so, lasted for probably about three months. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there was no more hey, hey. And we we're like, well, I mean, it was a special chicken that probably went through its cycle, you know? <laughs> went to the farm, went back to the farm. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Took a trip to the grocery store, if you yeah. know what I mean. So uh, back on track here, but uh, so going through this bus tour, I'd, you're saying that you guys had multiple sessions of it. Did they fill up pretty quickly? So, I mean, we had a pretty much full bus with, when we went. It was awesome. You know, they did. Um, our, our city manager, Diane Langley, I think she told me that the, the slots filled up within, oh man, I don't want to misspeak, but I think she said within three hours. Oh, wow. So it's almost like a rock concert or something, right? You got to <laughs> get your spot where you can it's a pretty unique program. I mean, I've lived in a lot of different places and I've never seen that being offered to anybody, you know, and it's, it's a pretty unique thing to be able to get on a bus, cruise around for a couple hours and meet everybody that is making the decisions at, at the city level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we had, um, uh, our mayor put, you know, we, he stationed, strategically uh, um, folks from the council at each spot, you know, so you're greeted, you know, and that's kind of a, 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 I think a a unique aspect too, because people get to meet folks and, and you're welcomed, you're expected, it's appreciated. And it's just a nice thing all the way around. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, Yeah, it it was very, very cool. And then uh, some of the things we went over uh, were like uh, the bridge street improvements and how, the process that that's taking and what, what can you tell us about that as far as the work that's still yet to be finished? Well, we need to, we're going to widen out um, the stretch between Gray and Cooper still. In fact, we're having a groundbreaking at 9 a.m. on Friday in the middle of that stretch in one of the vacant lots. So it'd be, be awesome to, to see you and whomever might be watching. Um, I don't know how many people are. It doesn't tell me, but um to show up at 9 a.m. on Fridays are groundbreaking for that. So there's a there's a plan. We ha- you can probably there's I believe it is on our city website, and it goes down not just simply widening the street, but there's infrastructure, there's sidewalks, it's bike friendly, ped friendly, crossing uh, more uh, safer crossings, and um, it's designed to mirror uh, landscape wise um, that section from Cooper to, to uh, Plumas as well. And so it's many benefits to that. Um, and the public has had to endure 
you know, it's not very uh, aesthetic to see all these vacant lots and houses being torn down. And not to mention the fact that that stretch of uh, Bridge Street will rattle the teeth out of your head if you go over. But we don't want to we don't want to put a bunch of money into fixing a road. We know we're going to plan on doing it all and doing it all right um, and starting on Friday, really. Wow. And, um, but it's been a lot of work. Staff's put a lot of effort into it, a lot of planning into it, a lot of, a lot of feedback, but it's going to, um, it, it prevent that choke point that is created by that. You'll have four lanes all the way from the bridge, all the way to highway 99 this way. And then, uh, also one of the reasons we, we for the bridge also is, uh, evacuation route. If we have to get out, um, of town, um, you, you'll prevent that choke point as well. Not to mention movements of goods and services to and from uh, this side of the river to that one. And there's just an all-around good thing to grow up. So. Well, when they uh, did the Bridge Street, uh, I don't know, improvement, I rebuild, whatever you want to call it, when the, when the new bridge was built, that new Fifth Street Bridge, um, I know that was a big deal. And that was, uh, you know, obviously it doubled the space. It's newer infrastructure. But if I remember correctly, and I really hope I do, because this was not in the notes and I'm kind of just throwing this on you here. Um, I want to say that there was a really cool like water safety feature paired with Marysville that was put into that bridge. Well, there's a, a water pipe, if you will, underneath yeah. the bridge in case, uh, you know, they run short of water, we can help them out. And so get, to get water across. And, and, you know, it's if you're going to build it, it's good to think about it ahead of time, even like um, fiber optics things and things like that to get across a waterway. Uh, you may as well get a two or a three for when you're going to do a bridge to get everything else, too. So, yeah. Because the city's, you know, just going to keep expanding. You know, I know we've had, uh, due to fires and everything in, in our area, unfortunately, a lot of people had to relocate. And fortunately for us, a lot of those great people decided to go ahead and start putting roots down here, um, which it, it's it's going to be that growth. So there's mm -hmm. going to be more people. There's going to be more traffic. This way, mm -hmm. we're alleviating a lot of those issues, too. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll help ease some of the pressure. Now, um, when we talk about growth, it's uh, we're really trying to focus also to avoid sprawl. But we want we have a lot of uh, room to grow interior in the interior port so uh, infill if, if you will mm -hmm. and so if we can do uh, i just got back from a trip to washington dc when we went on a tour some examples of infill development in uh virginia just south of dc proper um and there are plenty of examples in other places too i'm sure but folks would um you create for example there was a target store but above the target store apartments Right. And then around the perimeter would be like the Starbucks and um, sh some shopping, maybe bookstores and things like that. So you have some quality of life things. But you, if you worked there, guess what? You're living and you're working. You don't have to get in the car. Right. So no, not, can only, you. not only does that save you gas money and doesn't and save you time and gets you maybe a little bit more in shape if you're walking to and from, but you're, you're alleviating some of the congestion and you're doing your part to uh, lower our greenhouse gas emissions all at the same time. Which so, is all great, but you do lose your, you do lose your excuse for being late to work. You can't say that you're late because of traffic. Yeah. So well, especially the people that are, you know, during COVID are working from home. How do you be late from work there? Yeah. <laughs> no excuses but, but, at that yeah, point. So it's it's going to be a good thing. And then, of course, you couple that with our, our, our the bike path that's in the works that we're trying to work on um, getting from uh, out there in Acacia 
Acacia and all the way into uh, the new park, which is uh, DDRS Baines Park here in Harder. The next leg that's going to be finished is like from Hooper to the park itself, which stops at Harder. And then the railroad right away behind um, Walmart and, and that shopping center all the way through eventually to Plumison Bridge. So you link all, everything up. You take you you alleviate some of the eyesores or along, that goes along with uh, old railroad property, and then you provide uh, mobility alternatives for people other than their car to get out on a trail. Uh, say say if you live on Reeves or, or somewhere back in there behind Plumas Street, and you need to go to the future county office buildings at the Kmart building, or if you want to go to Walmart, if you want to go to a park, if you want to go have a cup of coffee or something, you just get on that path rather than in your car. And now we're going back to all those other reasons that we talked about why infill and um, multi-use development is so important, right? And eventually the vision, whether it's just in my head now or not, I'm doing a lot of talking about it, but we can incorporate that old railroad trestle over uh, there the, just south of the old of the Fifth Street Bridge, incorporate that into a bike path down through Marysville and down there, there's soon to be brand new uh, Fifth Street Bridge corridor, Fifth Street corridor up onto the levee and on out to Sycamore Ranch, whereas potentially proposed a uh, water um, uh, community uh, education. Uh, there's not, that's not the right word, but they're gonna do a big center in it, uh, education, water related um, out right. there. Of course it needs to subject to approval and funding, right. all that stuff, but that's been talked about. So if we can link those all the way out, right. that would be- I, I follow you on social media, you know, follow your Facebook. And I remember uh, you posted probably right after you got back or maybe while you were in Washington DC, some of the renderings and some of yeah. the, you know, this is what it actually looks like. This is what it's done. And I saw earlier today, actually city of the city posted um, basically a, a rough rendering of what the bike path would look like all the way from that new park, which I do want to talk about, um, but from that new park all the way to Plumas. And the city had put on their Facebook, and I wrote it down so I don't get it wrong here. Uh, this Saturday from 8 to 12 at the Farmer's Market at Town Square, there's going to be a uh, somebody from the city there to discuss and hear input and everything about that new bike path, which I think is really, really cool. It really is. It's going to be good. <laughs> you have the path itself, but then you have laterals, right, to get to businesses and, and shopping and, and, and whatnot, houses. Um, and it's, it, it'll be a good thing and more than just, you know, asphalt, the top and old railroad. I mean, perhaps some, you know, some landscaping, um, and, uh, benches perhaps and lighting and things like that to make it really a nice place to be similar to what I have. I posted there from that spot in Virginia. We don't have enough room there. It's uh, ours isn't that wide, but you know, we have other challenges. First of all, funding, of course, and then getting all of us electeds to agree on how it's how it's going to turn out and what it's going to look like. And and we have to get under or over or otherwise around Highway 20 and Highway 99, too. So there's right. there's some challenges there. Um, but none of them are challenges that aren't um, comparable and none of them are challenges that we're not willing to take on because uh, it's going to it's so worthwhile. If you just keep your eye on that prize. Right. And I'll be off the council by the time it's done. But I plan on being actively involved in um, seeing it to fruition as much as appropriate. That's awesome. That's amazing. And then, uh, so we talked about that that park that's going in. I, the groundbreaking has already happened. I know there's fences up. I know that there's big equipments out there. Um, it's going to be a really big park. Five acres. Five, yeah. five acres, yeah. That's awesome. 
And then it's, uh, I'm trying to remember. So it's going to have obviously the barbecue area. It's going to have like the big open field area for sports and all that. But what I thought was really cool that we heard on the bus tour was there's something very, very special about the bike path, not not the Sutter County bike path, but like the park itself has a very cool bike path with a very unique feature. What can you tell us about that? Well, they call that a pump track. And so there's different obstacles or like a, like a, say figure a, a parkourse but for bicycles right and so the way they are designed is on the outside on the perimeter of it is the easy stuff or maybe smaller kids or people who aren't quite as skilled and the, the further you go in the more challenging they become mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of you, know, you you google pump track and there's a lot of examples of options but yeah, I mean, and, and that's perfect link for because it's right there at the bike path, right? Right. I'm not going to be able to keep my son out of there probably when it's done, right. <laughs> um, which is fine. Any, any, anywhere other than in front of the computer is fine with me. Yeah. Right. They do, that, they do that too much already. But anyway, yeah, it's um, it's exciting. And of course, basketball and uh, it's it, it'll be a really nice place once we're done. That's very cool. I'm, I'm excited for that to open up. My, my kids are they're 11 and eight. So they're just at that point. I'm just losing when it's like, let's go to the park and they're excited about it. Yeah. It's like, they can't go on the same old stuff. You know, they need to have older activities that are more geared towards where they are right now. Yeah. And I feel like this park is going to be amazing for that. I believe, I believe you're correct. It's going to be really exciting. And you know, in our pickleball courts that we that we have over there at San Brandon, that's incredible. That's the fastest growing sport is pickleball. Have and, people been utilizing those and getting yeah. out and enjoying? Yeah. There's clubs and, and the whole bit. You can schedule a time online and things wow. like that. Yeah. That's amazing. When I was mayor, we did the first annual, and then COVID killed us, but we did the first annual Mayor's Cup. There was even a perpetual trophy at City Hall for the team that won the uh, pickleball tournament. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So we'll, pro- we'll probably revamp that maybe uh, next year with Wade or after that. If, if um, um, I, well, I'm scheduled to be, we'll see how it happens. Meet me there in 2024. We'll revive it then if, if nothing else. So right. it's, a, it's a, just a good time. Yeah. yeah. That was very cool. And then I, Something else uh, over right there, over by the park, we've got you know obviously the Walmart and that whole shopping center, and we've got a couple brand new businesses that have just opened up recently in there. Uh, there was Crumble Cookies and then the brand new Sportsman's Warehouse. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, but something that was mentioned on the tour is that, you know, you know, you brought up COVID, obviously we all had to, to go through that, but Yuba City was one of the few areas, one of the few cities that actually saw economic growth to an extent versus a lot of places that, you know, unfortunately, I mean, so many businesses just kind of couldn't make it without that in, in-person customer basis. But Yuba City actually saw a bit of growth during that time. Well, we, we were really surprised. Um, growth as far as um, our tax base. You know, I don't know what it is about people wanting to buy cars in a pandemic, but boy, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, it was very surprising. We, we actually approved the deficit budget in anticipation of hopefully something happening um but it, it worked out and um it, it, we're, we're not alone in that it was surprising for a lot of people um i do feel for the folks that just couldn't quite make the cut and, and fade it out you know but hopefully they'll be able to revamp um at some point um it definitely changed there's, a, there's some things in, in the world that change uh 
life forever. Um, 9-11 being one. And I think COVID is another for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd absolutely sure. agree with that. We yeah. met a, uh, a local business owner the other day. Um, oh, I'm going to get her name wrong. I, I, a lot. Aaliyah, I think. Um, she runs a business on Plumas Street now called uh, Nina Hive. And she it's a clothing store, but she bought all of this clothing, like invested her life savings into a clothing store for like clothes that you go out and you wear when you're going out on occasions, you're going to weddings, you're going to whatever, right before COVID hit. Oh, man. Like Dang. in January. Yeah. And then COVID hit and everybody's wearing sweatpants. And <laughs> she managed to, you know, be extremely creative and just absolutely, you know, pulled herself up by her bootstraps and yeah. made it all the way through COVID and now has an actual brick and mortar store on Plumas Street. So, I mean, she was at a, at a social media event that yeah. we attended and she was telling us a story, man, it, it pulls on the heartstrings, like, but she stood up and fought back and now she's killing it. Well, awesome. good for her. Yeah. Good for her. It, it was a, a very rough time, but so many people like, like her, I mean, you, you got, you got to figure out what you're made of and you got to figure out how creative you can be. Yeah. 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 Well, she's definitely a, an example. That's for sure. What was her name again? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get it wrong twice now. Uh, 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 Aaliyah Shine. I'll tag her in the comments at the end because I have her on okay. Facebook. Um, but yeah, she's a, a mother with three little kids, and I mean, she's just absolutely crushing it. But I thought that was really cool. So well, that's definitely one thing we need is a, um, for lack of a better word, uh, well, higher end clothing stores for men and women. Right. Right. Yeah. There's uh -huh. a. I, th I think what we have Target, we have Burlington, and we have Coles, or we're getting Burlington. Yeah, Burlington come, and Coles. I don't even know where my shirts come from. I, you know, I must be, they just show up. I, I, know, <laughs> I know where his shirts come from. <laughs> I just go in the closet. So, Hobby Lobby just opened. Yeah. We talk about Burlington, talk about them all. Um, yeah. Hobby Lobby just opened. I know that was when it was announced that they were coming, all the moms groups that I'm on on Facebook just went absolutely nuts. Boy, I can, I can understand that. I went in there. Um, it was, it was three months had passed. So it's time to replace the basketball shoes. So I was in the mall the other day with my son and um, I said, well, you know what, you go pick out whatever I'm going to tell you. You can't afford, you can't, uh, yeah, because yeah, they're expensive and uh, I'm going to go check out Hobby Lobby. Right. Um, and I, and I can see why all the moms and the arts and crafts people, all the, um, Etsy people are just excited about that. You know, Michael's is great, obviously, uh, all those things, but, um, this one is like, whew, um, really? it was, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. I'll, I'll have to check it out. I'm, I'm one of those people that I should not be around super glue unsupervised ever. So I, I, I don't do the arts and crafts. I'm more of like a paint by numbers kind of, that's my skill. Okay, perfect. Well, Matt, that'd be a lot cheaper for you then because uh, they would go crazy if she was into the, into that. Right. It's, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But I know uh, Burlington. Yeah. yeah. Burlington. Yeah. Burlington's going to be open up uh, pretty soon. Do you know, I know that they're already hiring people. Do you have any insider info as to when they might yeah. actually open the doors? I I do not. I do. I do believe it's going to be by this summer, okay. um, but I can't really give you a. I don't recall a specific date. Um, I remember Burlington just being 
like our go-to spot for baby clothes. Yeah, that and they had a big and tall section, right? So I'm both big and tall. So, you know, I have a very limited place where I can shop or where she shops for me, you know. And uh, I remember in Woodland, we had a Burlington. That's that's where I went. I mean, yeah. Convenient. So. so let's see. I'm, we're knocking off everything I had here, except I did want to talk about, I'm sure everybody's noticed uh, all the construction that's going on across uh, from Winco on Franklin. And <clears throat> there's going to be, as I understand, it's going to come in, in two different phases. Is that correct? From what I understand, yes. I'm not sure of the timeline on it yet. It does appear to have stalled um, a little bit. I don't see any equipment out there. I drove by yesterday. But um, it'll be interesting in that you talk about infill and, and multi-use uh, properties The on the front, uh, the, 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 the row of buildings and homes that front uh franklin will be uh down below would be like a a work a working space so live work thing and uh so that ought to be interesting definitely something we don't have um i kind of mentioned it before to some consultants we had come through town as far as uh, doing something like that on bridge street and was told that it's not necessarily that popular um for whatever reason, I don't recall why what she said, but I was glad to see it. Some, you know, we have a you know a dozen or so, maybe maybe a little under uh, units um, here in town to see if it works, um, because you know that whole corridor can really be something you know nice, and people can can actually find a business or they have a business where they can live where they work, and vice versa. It should be a good opportunity for those folks. Yeah, and it just seems like a really good opportunity for younger people trying to establish themselves. You know, that's really what keeps coming into my head is like, man, if I had this when I was 18 or 19, you know, an opportunity to be close to work, but also close to the college. And, yeah, you know, it just it blows my mind that that wouldn't be popular. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a good thing. So I know we've got that coming. And then um, you're talking about the, the this infill. And I know during the tour, we talked about some motel or hotels, like nice hotels. Yeah, big ones. Coming to the area. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to say, and I don't know the, the street names as well as, you know, a council member <laughs> and a former peace officer, but um, that big empty field behind Target. Well, that's Onstott base. It's Onstott. Okay. And that's... Um, that's when it by Hilton, I believe the home, my computer just died, but um, home to something. Um, I had an opportunity to stay in one of those in Utah recently, and it was pretty nice. And it's kind of like, it's a the quality, like right in there at Hampton Inn level, which is my favorite price point, right? right. <laughs> um, it's not, you know, lower end, but it's not, outrageous to where you got to pay for every every move you make which is infuriating but um i think for yuba city we do need we need new need the the hotel rooms we have the new one of course um being built at b and shasta that's in the process right now and another, and holiday and express and then there's yeah. another one on uh woodward that's proposed and Woodward, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't know where that was because it's it is a street, but it's not. You know where Spurbeck's Nursery moved to? Yeah. Yes. That's what's Woodward. So it's going to be between Spurbeck's Nursery and the old railroad right away is where that hotel is going to be. Okay. Um, but we we need the hotel rooms, and um, particularly with the uh, soon opening of the uh, the uh, Mormon Temple 
mm. um, people come from all over and yeah. they need a place to stay, right? Yeah. And hopefully eat and hopefully buy gas and hopefully everything else too. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a good thing. Well, no, we should, I think, have the, the Sikh parade back this year. And I know that always fills up the hotels room when we get a lot of visitors in for, for that week, week and a half or so. Yeah, yeah. That's another good thing. It's just one more thing to the long list of uh, things that make Yuba City special, for sure. Yeah, I had no idea, you know, talking about that, that temple, excuse me. <clears throat> I mean, we've seen it go up. It's actually right down from our office. It's we're on Civic Center, so we drive past it every day. <clears throat> I had no idea how rarely these temples get built. I figured, you know, okay, they're building a temple. That's fantastic. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But apparently they only build one every like three or four years, we were told. Yeah. It's, I don't know what their uh, frequency is, but it is definitely a big deal that they build one. And it's a big deal that they build one here. Right. Right. <clears throat> oh, and wow. then, I mean, just obviously the building itself is, absolutely beautiful i cannot wait i guess they're going to do an open house where everybody's welcome to come in and see it inside um and then after that it gets uh i, I don't know the proper words so i'm going to go with like sanctified or blessed i think it's blessed. blessed yeah and then after that you know oh only certain people are, are going to be welcome to the to the inner part of the temple there um but even the landscaping mm is gorgeous. We were happened to be driving by when they started bringing in those olive trees. Yeah. You know the story behind that? They're like 100-year-old olive trees that were brought in from Corning or something. I don't Yeah, I'm not sure where they were brought in from, but yeah, 100-year-old and there's only one other place in the world that has them. That's insane. Other than that orchard, that I guess the the church owns a huge olive orchard. Okay, but um, how they decided on putting them here, and how they decided on having what a dozen of them—I don't, I don't know how all that works. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There adds a lot um, to it for sure, and and adds to the story. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. So we've got that coming in soon. We've got all the businesses that are opening up. We've got the park that's being worked on, Bridge Street that's coming up. We've got a bunch of new homes. Yeah, I was gonna say, how are we gonna house all these people? Yeah, <laughs> we're working on that. Yeah. You know, so just bigger and better things always coming to the city. I really appreciate you coming and uh, spending your evening with us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, if anybody has any questions, I'm sure they can uh, go yell at somebody else in the city, right? Just yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah, anybody. But yeah, okay, awesome. <laughs> contact me. I'm happy to, to chat with anybody. And you, I guess there's not a live chat room on this device here. I can't see that. Sometimes they have them where questions pop up while you're talking. Maybe it's on your end. Yeah, know. we haven't had any questions come up. Okay. But uh, it's all good. Anything comes yeah. up later or whatever, and we'll, we'll see you guys around. Thank you for having me. Thank all you right. for Thank being you, on. John. Appreciate all right. it. Take care. Have a good night. All right. Bye.